Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. And we are starting our conference previews for the 2021 season, uh, which is under 60 days away. Uh, Today we'll be previewing the ACC, uh, and it's hard to believe that uh, anybody's going to knock off Clemson, at least in my eyes. Uh, This year, Notre Dame is not part of the ACC. They don't factor into the conference race, so they're back to the Coastal and Atlantic divisions. Um, We're going to go over uh, championship game predictions, uh, who's going to win that game, who will be in that game. We'll go over our surprise teams, our disappointing teams, and then our player of the year as well. Uh, but right now we have a word from our friends over at Spotify Greenroom. Uh, it is a social media-based hangout uh, to watch your live games. Uh, all you need to do is download Spotify Greenroom in the iOS and Android app store. Uh, you create a profile, link your Twitter, and uh, join whichever group that you want. It's a great way to talk with insiders, athletes, and executives in real time as you watch the game. All right, TJ, is anybody knocking off Clemson in the ACC? No. Okay, good ACC podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, right yeah um i mean look we we are not soothsayers we do not have you know magic crystal balls if we did we'd be making lots of money but um i, I think that the easy answer on this is no um i know that clemson you know certainly has some turnover to deal with however as we know this is a program that does not you know, rebuild, they, they reload. Um, I, I do think that there is a, you know, um, a reasonable line of thinking that this could be a tiny bit of a step back for Clemson um, from what we've seen, you know, the past few years. And I, I'm not, you know, necessarily saying that that's strictly because Trevor Lawrence goes, because I, I think DJ Uyunglele is, you know, going to be not quite Trevor Lawrence, but I think, you know, very, very close to what and Trevor he, Lawrence was um, for them. Played, so, yeah, he played very well up at Notre, Notre Dame yeah. last year as well. Like, yeah, a very I, good I, Notre Dame defense. Right, right. I, my concern, and it, again, concern needs to be couched because this is, you know, you're debating whether or not this is a team that is – you know, the favorite to win the college football title or maybe the second favorite versus maybe just merely a playoff team. Um, and I, I, I don't quite see a national championship team with Clemson, uh, but I certainly see the far and away clear favorite in the ACC, which um, in my you know, humble opinion, and this is entirely personal preference, to me, it's the least interesting Power Five conference uh, 
that we have heading into this season. Yeah, and, and you know, Clemson gets a, a taste of the big time right off the bat again um, as they play right. Georgia in Charlotte. I, I think, you know, when you, when you talk about, you know, whether you're a playoff team or a national championship contender, that might be an elimination game for Georgia. Um, True. You know, yeah, they need and, that and, one more than Clemson. Yeah, and maybe even Clemson too, because Clemson they're probably going to run the table in the ACC. Um, but if you lose to Georgia, you have no room for error. Uh, you don't play in the regular season. You don't play UNC. Um, you don't play Miami. So there, you know, there's not really a ton of you know, great ACC wins outside of maybe at North Carolina State. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, another SEC game at the end of the year in South Carolina. So it's a, it's a sneaky, it's a big game anyway to open the season. It's that first weekend neutral site game, but, you know, people wanted, you know, want a a 12 team playoff. Well, you have a a pretty big game to start the year that, that could eliminate because Georgia, they have to go through the SEC, and I don't think a two-loss non-SEC champion is is gonna um, is gonna make it into the playoffs. So you know, if they make it to the SEC title game uh, at eleven and one and go eleven and two and lose to Alabama, I think they're they're out too. If they lose to Clemson, Alabama, that's two playoffs. You know, you, you've we've seen that story already. I don't think anybody challenges Clemson in the Atlantic. Maybe NC State, that game on, I think it's September 25th. Um, Mm. It's at NC State. That's their toughest game. Uh, My surprise team comes out of the Atlantic as well. I think Boston College is uh, going to be solid this year. They've got a a returning quarterback with experience. Um, He played very well last year. That offense has ditched the ground and pound Steve Adazio offense. Uh, and I, I think Coach Haley is um, opening it up a lot. And they have a favorable schedule. Yeah, they, they have to go to Clemson, um, and they play Missouri at home. But other than that, you know, you got a weird road game at UMass, uh, and then mm-hmm. you play at Temple, uh, and then back-to-back road games in October at, at Louisville and Syracuse. But this team could win, you know, six, seven, eight games. I don't think they anybody challenges Clemson in the ACC Atlantic. Uh, switching to the Coastal Division, where we've seen a different winner, um, you know, at least in, in the last seven years, uh, you know, playing that ACC title game. Now, nobody's really challenged Clemson in that game. Uh, this year, I think it's a two-team race uh, between Miami and North Carolina, which brings me um, – well, first, TJ, who's your surprise team of the ACC? I, I also had Boston College. Um, you know, I like Phil Jerkovich. I, I think that that offense is coming along, um, you know, in figures to improve with another year in that system. Uh, typically, you do see a jump, uh, you know, on this timeline. They do bring back all five starting offensive linemen. And again, you mentioned the schedule. I don't really think it's too difficult. Um, certainly, you know, that game against NC State, I think, is the one that determines who finishes second in the division. Uh, and frankly, I've got a little bit more trust in Boston College than I do North Carolina State, which could just be because I've seen less 
of the, the current staff and the, that regime that they've got at Boston College than we've seen with NC State, a team that typically uh, doesn't do all that well living up to expectations. Um, for, for me, uh, Boston College's defense is going to be the strength of that program. You know, they've got nine back, but like you said, I, I think that the offense is getting away from being a liability uh, and maybe being more of a maybe a, a net zero, which you know allow the defense to to win the games. The offense is not going to hamper them too much this year, mainly because of the progression of Phil Jerkovich at quarterback. So that's also my surprise team. I, I do think that they find a way to get to eight wins, uh, finishing eight and four, finishing second in the division. That'd be a very good season for Jeff Halfley in that program. Yeah, it would be. And, you know, the rest of the, the ACC Atlantic, uh, before we get into the Coastal, uh, yeah. TJ, you know, Florida State, they open against Notre Dame uh, on the Sunday. Uh, you know, it's... Yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah, It's a fun game. It, it's two named yeah. programs. But, you know, we'll see where Florida State is. They have fallen so far off of their pedestal that, you know, even going seven and five, right now you know would be a success you know they play sure. they play notre dame they have to play uh miami they play at florida at clemson at north Carolina. their schedule is really difficult um it's just you know it, it's you, you never thought you'd say this about florida state but finding those six wins is going to be difficult um, Louisville is they, they have another fun game against Ole Miss to open the season. Uh, interesting matchup there on uh, I think that's Labor Day Monday, uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's another team that that's coming off that they, they look really good under year one under Scott Satterfield. Took a step back last year. They return yep. some production. But they lose a they lose some big time players on on offense and defense. I I, I think that opening game will set the tone and 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 the same for Ole Miss when we do our SEC preview. Uh, that game is going to set the tone for for the season for those two teams because a win over Ole Miss uh, could vault you know vault Louisville. They do have to play UCF as well in week three. Um, they get Clemson. Uh, at home at least. And then, you know, you skip out on Miami, you skip out on North Carolina uh, and then you end the season uh, at, at, you know, with, with the game against Kentucky at, at home. So, I mean, you draw Duke out of the, out of the coastal, you draw um, who else had the coastal um, Virginia and Wake, Wake Forest is in the Atlantic. Uh, but you get Virginia and, and Duke, two of the teams that that are probably not going to be factor into that coastal division race. And then NC State, uh, NC State's a team I debated at number two in the in this Atlantic division as well. Um, they again, they do go to Mississippi State in week two. That'll they should beat UCF and Furman, uh, sandwiching that game. If they could get to that game, they'll, they. They'll be three and zero heading into uh, a home date with Clemson uh, mm-hmm. before finishing off the non-conference schedule at Louisiana Tech. Does NC State have a chance? At, at you said you don't trust them. Why? Why don't you trust NC State? But uh, again, I it and this is simply 
anecdotally um, on my part. I I don't really think Dave Doran is that great. Um, I, I think that there has been uh, a bit of a ceiling reached with that program, and any time that there's expectations for them to kind of, you know, improve on that, um, it, it does seem like they come up short. Uh, looking at, at last season, you know, they went eight and four, but you look at, you know, the only, in my opinion, the only real quality win that they had in that eight and four uh, was probably a win over Liberty, uh, which was 15 to 14. And it's a game that they should not have won. Uh, Liberty should have won that game. You know, they, that they got hammered by North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got hammered by North Carolina um they lost fairly close game to Miami I think that might have been like a field goal um got drilled by Virginia Tech you know it was narrow wins over Pitt and Wake Forest um and I'm looking at this let me pull it up here uh at Syracuse Georgia Tech they lost to Kentucky uh in the Gator Bowl you know a lot of close games but they scraped by to get to eight and four uh, and I don't really see progression. I like the momentum that uh, the Boston College has coming in. Um, I, I don't think that Devin Leary is – he looked good when he was healthy last season at quarterback, but um, I, I would take Phil Jerkovich over Leary, and I like Boston College's defense ahead of North Carolina State. Um, there's not really anybody else in the division that I feel is um, – anyone to keep an eye on. I think Florida State, it's about recruiting right now with Mike Norvell uh, trying to build that talent base back up, which, you know, you would think uh, would not be too tall of a task, but um, you never know how how things are going to go. And when you're not the it program in that state and uh, all these other programs, including Indiana, uh, come in and and take talent that, that you're going after as well, uh, it can be kind of hard to to get back up to the level you even come close to expecting. Um, you know, I know what Florida State fans want is to compete with Clemson for that uh, division title. Uh, they are so far away from that right now. I think, like you said, it's finding a way to get to six, maybe seven wins is going to be the goal for them. Um, and I, I'd be Given the schedule, I'd be kind of surprised if if they exceed six wins on the season. But um, you know, for me, it's it's Boston College, based on the stronger defense plus uh, Phil Jerkovich. I think he's the second best quarterback in the division. Yeah, and then you get to to Syracuse, and Dino Babers is on the hot seat. Uh, yeah, and he's I, in trouble. Yep. And I think his hot seat watch. You, you have to go play at Ohio. Um, you get a Rutgers team at home who's up and coming. You should beat University of Albany, and then you get Liberty at home. If they go two and two in that stretch, that's not good. They need to go at least three and one. Um, that is a it's an interesting interesting schedule there. Going to Ohio, which will not be easy. Nope. Um, and they'll I would be willing to bet they'll be underdogs for that game. Um, and then not having done any research on what Ohio's got coming in yet, but 
uh, knowing what Syracuse has, um, I would not be surprised if they're underdogs, and they will be underdogs to Liberty. Um, so that that's going to be a tricky one to navigate. And yeah, if if they slip up, uh, it would not be a surprise to see Babers, you know, get the axe midway through the year, uh, have an interim coach, and then go searching uh, in the off season. Yeah, and their their bye week comes late. It comes in November, so you know they could go down to Florida State, and, and Babers might not make the trip back up. Uh, finally, right. Wake Forest. Wake Forest has been a steady program, uh, you know, the last five six years. Um, they get Old Dominion to start off with Norfolk State, Florida State at home. Uh, then they go to Virginia. You know, their their fir- first six games are very manageable with Louisville at home and then at Syracuse. You should look at, a you know, a four and two start. Uh, you get Army, uh, Duke at North Carolina, NC State at Clemson, at Boston College. I think they're solidly in a bowl game. Um, I don't think they, you know, nobody's challenging Clemson for, for the division title. All right, down to the Coastal, which is where my most disappointing team um, is is living. Um, I think this is a race between North Carolina and Miami. And I think North Carolina is going to win it. And I think Miami is going to be uh, the disappointing team. Uh, not, I think they come in second in the division, but I think it's how they're going to lose that's going to be disappointing. Um, they Miami opens up with Alabama. I, I think they play that on. Um, they play that in Atlanta, so it's an Alabama home game, um, and that's going to set the tone for the season. We've seen Alabama and openers wreck people's seasons. We saw it with Florida State a couple years ago. Um, just it, that you could argue that Alabama destroyed that program um, right now. But uh, you know, if Miami gets shellacked against Alabama and it's a good time to catch Alabama with their breaking in a new quarterback, losing all that talent to the NFL. Uh, But they also have to play Michigan state. Uh, They have to go to North Carolina and, you know, there's really not that, that other, you know, Appalachian state at home too. You know, Miami has a history of, you know, you saw it last year against UNC and they just got housed at home with the division title on the line. Uh, and that's why I put them as my most disappointing team, but I think North Carolina takes that division. They have, I think Sam Howell is the best quarterback in the conference. Um, he's going to be my player of the year as well. And I, it's a quarterback's game. If you have a good quarterback, they'll miss their running backs that went to the NFL. But I think North Carolina with getting Miami at home, um, and skipping, uh, skipping Clemson and skipping some of these other teams in the in the Atlantic, I, I think they're going to take the coastal again. It'll be uh, Clemson, UNC, in in the championship. How about you, TJ? I I aired on the same side as you did. Certainly, Clemson, or I'm sorry, North Carolina, Miami is the two that uh, you know most are choosing from there. Um, Sam Howell. Uh, I think certainly it's kind of the deciding factor for me, 68 touchdowns in the first two years. Uh, This is going to be his last season in Chapel Hill. Um, 
I I think he is a, a special player that probably ends up a you know top five draft pick something like that. Uh, certainly concerns in that they have to replace some really good skill players, uh, running backs and wide receivers that are now in the NFL. But uh, given the offense, and I really like offensive coordinator Phil Longo, uh, I think he does a really nice job. And it, it, they're going to score a lot of points. That's not the question with them. The question is whether or not they can do enough on defense, yeah. uh, you know, just get a few stops. Um, this it's it's coming along in recruiting like North Carolina's recruiting very well under Mac Brown uh, but their defense is not near on the same level as their offense is right now um, I do think whenever North Carolina plays Miami uh, I don't know what the over under is going to be but take the over uh, when you've got Howell going up against Eric King I'm going with North Carolina to win the division and then I think kind of by default, you take Miami as your disappointing team uh, just because they are also expecting to win the division. And one of those teams can't meet expectations. So uh, for me, North Carolina gets to host that game. So I take the Tar Heels. Um, uh, but I, I, I think that their lack of, of uh, consistently good defense is going to prevent them from mounting a real challenge to Clemson. Yeah. I mean, it's Clemson's division to lose. And, you know, the Coastal has been so even in the last decade. Everybody has represented them in the ACC title game. Um, you know, but there, there's two teams that may be going through coaching changes at the end of the year. I think David Cutcliffe at Duke is, you know, this yep. might be his last hurrah. Um, his magic has run out. He's, he's an older guy. Um, you know, he had a great run with Duke, but it's, uh, I think it might be time to inject some young, younger or new blood into that program. Uh, they do open up at Charlotte and, you know, we'll, we'll see what goes there. They do have a manageable schedule. You know, they, they have a chance, they have Northwestern coming into to Durham as well as Kansas. You could pick up, you know, power five wins there, but you do have to go to North Carolina. Um, I mean, it, could they go to a bowl? Yeah. Um, and even if they go to a bowl game, I could still see a coaching change, uh, especially if, you know, it'd be nice to go to a bowl game with, with David Cutcliffe and have him, you know, ride off into the sunset uh, like that. Uh, Georgia Tech below that. Um, I don't, they, they just change coaches. They're not going to uh, change coaches, but th their schedule is ridiculous. They're playing Georgia yeah. at Notre Dame, at Miami, at Clemson. You got North Carolina, you know, it, it's, this is where this not, you got to think about non-conflict scheduling. You open up with NIU at home, you get Kennesaw state. And I know Georgia's a rivalry game and you kind of get roped into the Notre Dame game as well uh, because of their affiliation with the ACC, but it's really tough to build a program with that schedule. Um, the other coach I think who is, would be on the hot seat is uh, is Fuente, Justin Fuente at, at Virginia Tech. Uh, he's one or two games above 500. Um, I just – it's – that program had so much history under – under uh, – under, it was Fulmer, wasn't it? Um, no, it wasn't Fulmer. It was uh, 
blanking on his name. I know. No. <laughs> yeah. Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer. There we go. Right. Uh, yeah, Frank Beamer. Beamer um, and things like that. They open up against North Carolina. It's going to be a tough game. And they just haven't yeah. had the success under Justin Fuente that was expected. Uh, no, and recruiting's not going well either. So I, 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 it would be surprising to me if Fuente and he has flirted with other jobs as well. Um, yeah. which, you know, anytime you're flirting with other jobs and the fan base isn't particularly happy with you anyway, they're going to uh, say, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. You're, you're sort of asking, um, it kind of takes whatever rope you had and shortens it. Um, so I, I, any type of not even a step back, but continued, um, disappointment from Virginia tech, I, I think is probably going to end the Justin Fuente tenure there. Um, it, it would not be surprising at all to see that be his last year. Yep. And then we, uh, we've got Pitt and Virginia as well. Uh, I think Pitt's going to be a solid team. I, their quarterbacks back for what it seems like the 8,000th year um, there. He's a solid player. Uh, he he can make the plays, you know, with his arms and his feet. He's just a tough. When you think of Pittsburgh football, you think of toughness, and mm-hmm. and he's that guy. Um, so I I think that you know they they play at Tennessee. Tennessee's under a new coach. I think they can knock them off. They do get Clemson at home. Miami's coming up to Pittsburgh, and you get North Carolina at home. I mean, yeah. if if you're gonna challenge for a conference title that's the schedule that you want you got all the big boys coming to you you do have to go to virginia tech georgia tech and syracuse but you know that that's a schedule you know if you have enough talent and i think Pitt is talented but i don't think they're you know i don't think they're as talented as north carolina and miami but you have them come to your place and they could i wouldn't be shocked if Pitt knocked off one of those teams. Right. Um, yeah, about... with, with Pitt, it's always the week-to-week consistency that you're looking for. Uh, you know, they, they seem to be good for a couple of slip-ups to prevent them from actually winning that division. Yeah, I, I mean, they lost three, four, four games in a row last year. Uh, two of them by one point each, one by 12, and then they got just housed. I mean, everybody got housed by Notre Dame last year for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's that, that consistency you have there. Kenny Pickett is really, really good. Taysier Mack who's a former Hoosier is their number one wide receiver. Uh, their defense is, I think going to be really good this year as well. And then let's go down to Virginia. Uh, Virginia is rebuilding. They had a nice little run there. Um, they went to the orange bowl in 2019 Uh, They represented the ACC Coastal in the um, in the championship game there as well. Uh, But they're coming off a season where you know they weren't great. They they I mean they won five. uh, They lost six. So they're coming off a five and six season. Um, and they they started with a win, lost four in a row won four and then lost the finale at Virginia Tech. And I think that's 
you look at that Virginia Tech series, and it was it's been so one sided outside of 2019 uh, when when uh, Virginia knocked off Virginia Tech. But you got you you have Brennan Armstrong coming back. Um, the running game should be a lot better, and that's what Bronco Mendenhall does best. He has that running game going. Uh, when he gets that run game going, Virginia, you know, they're they could be tough if, if they could get that run game going. There's a lot of turnover on defense. They had a really stout defense. I remember when I played them, they, they had a couple NFL guys on that defense. Um, but it's you know, and you get to see Bronco Mendenhall return to BYU um, this year in I think in sometime at uh, October 30th. But they play. Um, you know, they have to go to North Carolina. They get Illinois at home. Uh, it's a good year to get Illinois at home. Uh, they get, have to go to Miami and to Pitt, and they play at BYU. I mean, it's a decent schedule. They, I, they could break through to six wins. What's your take on Virginia? I think you're right. Yeah, just maybe, maybe a bowl game. That's probably just about the ceiling. Um, I, I think that program looked to be on the rise. Things have not quite clicked the way that I thought they would for them. So, um, I, I'm not sure what their next step. You're certainly not moving on from Mindenhall. That's not what I'm suggesting, but, um, I, I do think things may have peaked for them and, uh, some changes in coordinators might be coming here in the next season or two. Uh, if they don't have an, you know, an unexpected rise from kind of the the mediocrity they've been mired in here for a bit. Yep. Uh, and finally, let's wrap it up with Player of the Year. Uh, who's your Player of the Year in the ACC? Well, I think the the three contenders are Derek King, Sam Howell, and then DJ Uyunglele. Uh I'm going to go with Uyunglele as as my Player of the Year. I think Clemson wins the conference. I think uh, DJ will be the uh, the best player. Uh, for that team um, and obviously tons of attention will be paid to him so uh, that is my take on it um, that I I would not be shocked though to see Sam Howell win that award yeah I think Sam Howell wins the award uh, and it could be more of a lifetime achievement award uh, DJ Ringungalele is gonna I think he's eligible to come back next year uh, yeah and I'm Correct. and you know, unless he has a huge year, I don't see him going pro right away. But it, it, I think Sam Howell, he, it's his year to shine. He had been behind Trevor Lawrence and, and some other guys in that conference. Uh, but he's right now preseason. I think he's the best overall player. And unless he totally falls off a cliff, um, you know, if he puts a, together another great season I, I think he's the the shoe and just because he's the guy who could go wire to wire and not many people are going to sneak up on on Sam Howell uh, but that does it for our ACC preview uh, thanks for joining us uh, we'll be back with our big 12 preview uh, next week uh, uh, tune in and we'll uh, we'll be ready uh, you can follow us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle join our Facebook page as well uh, visit HoosierHuddle.com. Uh, keep coming back. Also, we have our pre-order for Hoosier Huddle gear. Um, it's pretty sweet. It's open until August 18th. It's guaranteed to arrive by kickoff on September 4th. And 
you could get there by clicking the ads on our sites, the shop now. Uh, there is also the Hoosier Huddle shop on our tab as well. Go, it's free shipping over a hundred bucks and uh, we'll see you there. Anyway, thank you for joining us. That's our ACC preview. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you, with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane? Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. All-state Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates are Northbrook, Illinois. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.